Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Hello. Oh, hi, how are hello. you? Hello, I'm good. Good, good. I forgot all about this today, so I'm definitely going to be, well, we're always winging it, but today I'm even less prepared. Well, maybe one of us wings it, but... <laughs> Well, you have already taught the class, so yeah, you had to. Yeah, that's but true. anyways, it's raining here, so I did my normal run. I well, I didn't do my normal run. I ran on the treadmill instead of outside. So I was just coming back from the gym, and then you rem- reminded me mm-hmm. that we have a podcast, so I'm all off schedule. Yes, yes. While I was cleaning out the sink, so <laughs> domestic life. You've had a lot of plumbing to do in the last two days. We have, but I mm-hmm. tell you, I didn't mind it uh, so much because I got to teach our youngest son Matthew mm-hmm. how to clear out a drain. Uh, so that was really good, you yeah. know, because it was both funny. You know, he was totally disgusted by the stuff you pull out of there. Yeah. Uh, but more to the point, like you know, he learned how to do this. Okay. Uh, and then it was an opportunity to really kind of praise him and say, "Thank you, son. You know, you helped save us a lot of money today." And he. You know, he kind of walked around with a swagger. And it was oh, great. okay, good. Yeah, it was That's really good. good to see. Yes, so. very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we had that, and then let's see, little updates. Oh, we had our daughter. Our oldest daughter has accepted a job. Yay! She's going That's, to be. I can't believe she's, she's going got to a be job. employed after. Yeah, she's graduating in May. She took a job for August. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be living in Denver, working for the analysis group as an analyst. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I can't believe it's a great job. Wow, it's hard enough to She's believe kids in college. Now, like, yeah. she's actually going to be like a young professional. Yep. Wow. Yep. So she's excited, very excited. She gets to use her chemistry somewhat. They they're going to take mm-hmm. on some clients that do some environmental stuff and, you know, pharmaceuticals and stuff. So she will be like basically a data analysis, but she she will use some of her chemistry. Yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah, uh, it's it a works. great job, especially yeah. a great first job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited, so and we're let's see. We had a big wedding, you know, uh, Matt Olson's daughter got married. So oh, yeah, a very big wedding for our time. church, yes. Fun. Uh, so Congratulations, was... Paige and Caleb. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was a beautiful wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like I had a good sermon yesterday about uh, stewardship. Yes. So I had, a, I had an idea that actually I came up with in my coaching network. You know, I talk, I'll, every now and then I'll talk about how I fly out to Florida for this coaching network mm-hmm. quarterly. Uh, and this was one of those uh, ideas that we spoke about. I thought, that's a brilliant idea. I want to take it home and use it. And it seems to have gone well. Yeah. So basically so. the idea was just to show, it's a stewardship sermon. So mm-hmm. it was about money and how we spend our money. And you just showed how the typical American spends their money by having, you had $101 bills. Yeah. And you just showed like 33 of them goes to housing. This is the typical family. This much goes to food. Mm-hmm. Ours is way more than that that yeah, you put out. But that's okay. That's okay. I try to save on other areas. Um, but anyways, and then your point was that the average American Christian gives 1% to 2% to the yeah. church. Yeah, and and, uh, and my point was not only was the, you know, this is how much the average American Christian gives, Mm -hmm. uh, but that we tend to give from what little we have left after we've taken care of all the other things. Yes. Uh, And this year, what I really wanted to focus on was put God first, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of how much you give. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to talk about uh, figures, but regardless of how much you give, put God first. Yes. And And you've talked about that in the past. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always been the main theme, but you're right. Normally you have done more of a percentages and whatnot. So it all worked. Yeah. So it was a good day. Yes. Very good day. And then let's see, we've got just finally, we've got Sam. They won again on Friday, so they're in mm-hmm. round two of the playoffs. No, they won on Thursday, Thursday. thankfully, because right. Friday was 30 degrees and blowy. Yeah, that would be terrible. So we had a good game on Thursday, although you and Matthew were down with the flu, so you mm-hmm. didn't even get to come. We've had quite a week. Um, and then 
this Friday we play Pleasanton, whom we've already beaten, so should be okay. Should be okay. Yep, should you be okay. never know, mm-hmm. but it should be okay. Yep. Johnny's got a game of basketball tonight. Let's see, we got to better talk about Ellie since we haven't mentioned mm-hmm. her. She is coming home for Thanksgiving. She well, went. She nearly got stampeded at Texas Stadium. She, yes, she yeah. went to the. She loves to go to the UT football games. Apparently, they don't do a very good job of like letting in the students. They like open the doors and let a huge group rush in, and then they close the doors and then do it again. And apparently, there was some kind of a stampede, and she was afraid. <laughs> and Ellie doesn't get afraid of anything, so I'm glad she survived. Yeah, I'm glad that yes. she didn't get trampled. Yes, exactly. Right. So. Anyways, did we miss anyone? We got mad. Oh, David. Mm-hmm. David. We yes. David, well, oh, we're not going to mention what he, we, yes, David no, had a no, good no, weekend, but he, good he weekend, would be yeah. very embarrassed if we said anything. He's our one who does not like to be mentioned or put on Facebook. So yep. he had a nice weekend, but we're not going to say anything about it. Right. But I will <laughs> say that oh, one last thing, you know, in, at, um, our church this last weekend had a celebration for those who were 80 years old and yes. older. I'll tell you, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was between services so I only had just a few minutes to stop by, I think three, maybe four tables at most. But it was just wonderful. Uh, to, each table was uh, was staffed by, or uh, each table was for a person. And then, you know, that person would have mementos from their life and got to tell a little bit yep, of their life, life story. Yeah, and a life story. Some of them had written up life stories. Oh, and it was great. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was so really was nice. A, a yep. fantastic event. Yep. It was a uh, Really made, made my pastor's heart glow to see our church like yes, that. Yes, I loved it. Yes. Well, we do try. We are a, a pro-life church, and we try to honor the beginning of life and the end of life, yeah. right? And I think we do that pretty well. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. a multi-generational church, mm-hmm. and so we really try to uh, to honor and minister to each generation. Right. That's what I'm just saying. And uh, it's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, we get to get into the happy subject of the judges. Yes. One of the more depressing books yes. in the Bible. No yeah. one's favorite, except you got very excited about it in class. I did. Yes. Which I attributed to you never being allowed to play football in your youth that could be yeah because you be. liked all the violent parts yeah yeah okay. that, that could be okay uh, you know I, i've always found judges uh fascinating yeah because it is you know it's kind of a raw book oh my so goodness I, I like those things you know mm-hmm. that's kind of like the kind of movies i like and the music uh-huh. I like. but anyways this is why we don't have any of the same taste but no, yes okay. no 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 we don't i just don't get that but anyways, all right so, so the judges um, so judges it's kind of the blues book of the bible mm-hmm. right you know it tells the same story again and it's it's uh it's all about the blues oh yeah i get that yeah that's yeah. repetitive that's for sure and so uh the, the book of judges can really be summarized in chapter two of judges uh versus where do we go here uh, verses 10 through 19. So the whole book can really be summarized oh, in wow. these verses. Okay. So to set up the story, uh, the book of Joshua is the story of the conquest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua brings the people into the promised land. And that conquest is depicted as swift and complete north to south, east to west. But there are hints in the book of Joshua that maybe the conquest isn't quite so complete as it ought to have been. Right. And so we spoke last week about how there's, there's a difference between conquering a land and occupying it. Yep. So there's still substantial pockets of Canaanites left all around. Okay. Of course, Canaanites are worshiping the Canaanite gods, uh, you know, Baal and Ashtoreth, the, the sky god and the earth goddess. And these little pockets left uh, turn out to be uh, trouble spots mm-hmm. for, the, uh, uh, for the Israelites because they, you know, being a new people in the neighborhood and new people in the land, they're, they're wondering how to, you know, grow crops. And so they look around at these Canaanites and they adopt the Canaanite mm. practices, which include worshiping the Canaanite gods. Mm-hmm. And this kind of thing happens again and again. So the pattern is here, chap- uh, Judges chapter 2, verses 19. And all that generation, that is the generation of Joshua, mm-hmm. all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And then there arose another generation of them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. 
And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Baals, and they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were amongst them, and they bowed down to these gods, and they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Baals, and they abandoned the Lord, and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. And so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies, so they could no longer withstand against their enemies. And whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, as the Lord had warned, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. Hmm. And then the Lord would raise up judges, who would save them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down after them, and they soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, and they did evil again. Mm. So this is the cycle that goes out. And Harry Wentz, the author of Crossways. Let me see if I can get it, since you just taught yeah, on it. talks about okay. it as. Okay, the cycle is A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. Okay, the A is apostasy, right? right? Which means so to sin, fall away. To fall right? into sin. Apostasy, B is, do not tell me. B is, oh, 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 he beats them down. Mm-hmm. It's a battering, I think you used. Yeah, so he hands them over to their enemies. Yes, who the beat Lord them down. hands them over mm-hmm. to their enemies so that they can learn a lesson. It's like tough love. Mm-hmm. So apostasy, battering, or beats them down. Mm-hmm. Um, C is crying out. Mm-hmm. So they repent and cry out and say they're going to turn around, right? Mm-hmm. And D is probably deliverance. Deliver, yeah. Look at that. You and taught so, it well because well, I remember. Thank you. Wow, thank you. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the pattern that occurs again and again and again throughout the book of Judges, 12 okay. times in the book of Judges, this A, B, C, D pattern. Uh, and then this, by the way, you know, people should recognize it because when I, I go when I was introducing the David series, I spoke about the broken record. Right. And this is the broken record that goes around and right. around and around again. The people sin against the Lord. God hands them to their enemies. They cry out to be delivered from their enemies. God in mercy sends them a deliverer. Life is good, but then they fall away from God, and the whole cycle repeats again. Okay, so if it's 12 times, weren't there 15 judges? Uh, there are a total of, well, it depends how you number them, right? Oh, okay. So there's 12 judges named in the book of Judges, oh. six minor, six major. Some people also would include Joshua as a judge and Samuel as a judge. Oh, okay. So it kind of okay. bleeds over. But yeah. it's basically every judge had this cycle more this or less cycle, in their right. lifetime. Okay. Uh, and so the book of Judges, and by the way, a judge, it's uh, its an old-fashioned term, comes from the King James translation. Mm-hmm. It's a little misleading, but because it's the traditional one, it's what, we're, what we use. Uh, a judge is not a person in a black robe with a gavel, you know, passing legal sentence. A judge is really more of a military, deli- a military leader, mm-hmm. um, a charismatic figure, a deliverer, that kind of thing. You know, think of... Uh, uh, William Travis or, you know, uh, Daniel Boone or Davy mm. Crockett, you know, th- those kind of characters. Okay. Uh, it's, it's more of a, a deliverer character. Uh, and so there, there are 12 of these, um, six minor, six major. And then uh, the, in, over, in class, we kind of went through the stories of the major ones. Yes. But the big thing to keep in mind is that not only, not only does this cycle of A, B, C, D uh, define each one of them, but each time we come to a judge, it gets a little bit worse. Oh, okay. So that's an escalating um, problem. The, there you are, or a de-escalating problem. De-escalating. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you look yeah, at it. Well, Either right, the right, problem right. rises up and gets worse, or they get bad and, you know, okay. they sink down and get bad. Yes. Uh, and so, for example, you know, and we'll go through these quickly. First major judge, uh, well, the first judge we looked at was a guy named Ehud. It's a humorous story about uh, a guy who 
a judge who's raised up and he kills a very fat man named Eglon and it's just a kind of a, a humorous little story. I don't story. see I don't I don't know if it's humorous. Oh, it's great. I mean, you, you come on. It's you got the you've got the classics of Sunday morning cartoons. I mean, it's just great. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you you've got a fat guy on the john. You honestly I mean, how, think how, how it's think okay. Okay, fine. fine okay. Fine, fine. Anyway, it's not funny to me, but anyways, well, is you're a woman. Do, yeah, but so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But do you think it was written to be funny? I, th- I don't think it was written to be like, you know, a laugh a minute. No, but of course not. But you think there was be... humor. Because there's oh, certainly yeah. humor in the Bible. And, yeah, and there's and certainly, if you uh, had, know the original Hebrew, oftentimes it comes out better than what we get. But you think this particular story has some humor in it. Yeah, I mean, okay. especially compared with what follows. Yeah, okay. this this okay. one is uh, okay. uh, this one is portrayed as kind of like a, you know, kind of a, yeah, kind of a humorous story. Okay, it's fine. A, it's I'll a dark give, humor. I'll give it right? to you. It's very dark, yes. It's very dark humor. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Ehud delivers his people. Uh, he, he kills the evil king, who's this great big man. Mm-hmm. His, uh, and he makes his escape because his servants think that he's uh, using the restroom. Right, so that, okay. So that's the humor. Oh, okay, I see. And then, you know, the people fall away again. Mm-hmm. The next big judge to be called up is Deborah. Yes, the and first woman judge. Yeah. The only woman judge. The only woman judge, yes. right. And again, remember, a judge is a leader. Yeah, a leader military. A leader of the people. Mm-hmm. And it's not only Deborah, but she is accompanied by a woman named Jael. Yes. Uh, and so Deborah, you know, the people cry out. God raises up Deborah, who leads the people. Mm-hmm. We spoke about how this is important because it's uh, one of the examples of, of women in leadership positions mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other woman, Jael, uh, the, the, the bad guy, the villain, flees from the scene. He flees from Deborah's army. Uh, runs to the tent of jail. He thinks he's found refuge, but when he takes a nap, she drives a tent peg through yes, his head. Yes, she's even more violent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a great story. Okay. Right, yeah. So that's Deborah. <sighs> and then, you know, but uh, so people are delivered and okay. then they fall into sin again. Right. The th- third judge we look at is Gideon. Mm, Gideon. And I spoke about him as a story from uh, from zero to hero, yes. which I hope you caught. Remember that with our girls? He, yeah, they were in the musical. Was it the girls? I think, was it Sam's? Well, we, we saw this, like, how many times did we see this Disney play? Yes. Oh, zero, zero to, to hero. hero. Oh, I thought that was the, um, I thought the musical Carol Choir at Upper Arlington. Well, there was one there, too, but I was thinking of Hercules. Oh, that's the zero to hero. I think it was both. Okay. Well, I maybe. think... Somebody, no, you're probably I right. think it was Zero to Hero. Well, I was Gideon. thinking of Disney. Uh, you might so. be right. I don't know. Who but knows? anyways, there's uh, there's a, an old Disney film that our girls used to watch all the yes, time true. about Hercules. True, he true, goes true. from Zero to Hero. And it's the same kind of deal here with Gideon. That yes. Gideon is this no one, uh, for a, a nobody from a nowhere town, nowhere, from, no one family, right? right. Zero. Mm-hmm. And then by God's grace, he becomes a hero. He rallies his people. There's this wonderful defeat against a massive army. Um, yes. And we spoke about how Gideon did it with only 300 men. Yep. And there really wasn't much fighting because they tricked them. Yeah. They, they made the army think that Gideon and his forces were much bigger and the, yep. ar- the enemy army panicked and they ended up slaughtering themselves. Yep. Great story. But then Gideon, uh, the people say to, say to Gideon, hey, let's make you king. Gideon, to his credit, says, no, 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 we have no king but the Lord. But I tell you what, why don't you give me your earrings and I'll melt them down and I'll make this this uh, thing that we can worship. Yeah, whoops. So it's kind of like the story of Aaron again, yep. kind of a repeat. Yeah. And so Gideon, you know, the judge leads his people into idolatry, worshiping an idol. So we're getting worse, right? Mm. So the people start worshiping this thing. They fall into sin. They cry out again. God raises up another judge, Jephthah. Um, and this is, a, a, again, a wonderful story. But here, you know, God, when God introduces it, he kind of takes him to task. He says, the people cry out and he says, why should I listen to you? 
you know, you haven't listened to me all these times right. that I've, I've sent people. Why should I send you another one? Right. But they cry out, and so God relents and sends them Jephthah. Uh, and Jephthah makes this horrible vow. He's, or, or rather, Jephthah makes a good vow, but it's a bad decision. Uh, he, he makes this promise, Lord, if you will give me victory, whatever comes out of my house, oh. I will offer to you as sacrifice. Yes. And remember, in those days, uh, you know, people, their, their houses were kind of one, one purpose. Um, dwellings. Dwellings, yes. Yeah. Animals so the, on the, the bottom. Animals would be in the bottom. The family would sleep in a loft up right. on top. So he probably expected a sheep or a goat or a cow to come oh. out of the house. Instead, his daughter came mm. out. His only child. His only child. So Jephthah takes his uh, daughter and, and sacrifices her to the Lord. Mm. Which, of course, God is something that God not only does not want, but God specifically tells the people, I will never right. ask you to command to kill your children. Right. So, but Jephthah does it anyway. It's a terrible, terrible idea. Mm-hmm. People fall away oh, again. Oh, my goodness. Next judge to be raised up is Samson. Mm. Uh, and it seems like with Samson, things are going to go great because Samson, his story begins actually before he's even born. It's a miraculous birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angel of the Lord, who is God himself, the angel of the Lord appears to a man named Manoah, says that, you know, you and your wife will conceive a child. And uh, he will be dedicated to the Lord from birth, and he will be great, and he will deliver his people. You know, it sounds like John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Jesus. Um, but the but the angel's conditions are. But here's the thing: he's to be a Nazarite from birth, and a Nazarite was a, a Jew who had taken a vow, uh, a vow to abstain from alcohol, to abstain from touching dead things, and to not cut their hair. Mm. Normally, it was for a time, you know, kind of like we have a Lenten discipline, right? Uh, but in this case, it was for life for Samson. And the first thing Samson does is he breaks all these vows. Right. You know, he has a real weakness for women. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, he's got a weakness for women. Uh, and so there's a famous story where a lion comes and attacks him and he rends the lion mm-hmm. apart because of the strength God gives him. But then he comes back a couple of days later and he sees this honey uh, inside the lion and he, you know, reaches down and starts eating the honey. <sighs> and that's just disgusting. Right. I mean, you know, who eats honey from a roadkill? Right. right. Especially if you've taken a vow to never touch a dead thing. Right. He's not just touching it. He's eating stuff yeah. from it. So yeah. it's totally gross. Uh, and then from there he goes and he hosts a drinking party where everybody gets drunk and Samson gets mad and he kills a bunch of people. Oh my goodness. Samson. Um, I know. Nobody does name their child Samson. No, but there's a good brand of uh, luggage. Yes, Samson, yes. Samsonite. That's right. Yes. Uh, And then finally, you know, the story of Delilah. Uh We we spoke about how well the story is structured. Right. Uh, But, you know, Delilah convinces him to cut his hair. Uh, And so Samson ends up, um, you know, bald-headed, gouged, uh, a mockery. Uh He does finally, uh, with his his dying breath and his dying act, he he does seek vengeance. But it's really a story of tragedy. You know, you yeah. think of what could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, Samson could have been a great man. God intended him to be a great man, and he squandered it. Mm. Um, and then as bad as that is, you know, it ends with these two terrible stories, the book of Judges. Uh, the one um, about Dan and how the, the Danites, uh, oh. they begin, uh, they, they uh, build a shrine and start worshiping this golden idol. Yes. And the other is a truly horrifying story about a Levite and his concubine, or, uh, you know, live and lover, mistress, something like that. A Levite and his concubine, and civil war, and slaughtering the Benjaminites, and then kidnapping women mm-hmm. so that the Benjaminites can have wives. It's a yes. terrible, terrible yes. story. Nobody looks good. And four times in that story, we hear this refrain, in those days, there was no king. Mm. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Mm. And so the book of Judges is this story that goes from bad to worse, 
of the sin cycle, A, B, C, D, each time it gets worse and worse and worse until finally you hit rock bottom. In those days, there was no king. Mm -hmm. Everyone did was did what was right in his own eyes. And that sets up for the next book uh, where God will give his people a king. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, we can say that about many ages in, in history and probably our time now, not about the king, but about everybody doing what is right in their own oh, eyes, right? When there's no moral absolutely. standard. Right. Right. Well, that's postmodernism. Yes, to a, that to is postmodernism. There, no, there is no objective reality except right. the objective reality that there is no objective reality. Right. So it's self-contradicting. <laughs> uh, but no, the sense of you can't judge me. There is no judgment. I have my own truth. I have to live my truth. Right. Everyone does what was evil in a sight in his own mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And we're, yeah, I'd, I'd say we are living that right yes, now. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Interesting. So, okay, so what you're saying is we're getting into the kings next. So what are yeah. we in First and Second Samuel well, or what? people should know these stories very well. I know, we just preached and it. First and Second Samuel and then uh, after that First and Second Kings. Okay. So it's the story, David, we've been preaching for 11 weeks. And therefore I said, hey, there's no reading next week because you all oh, know the stuff yes, already. Oh, yes, that's right. There's right. No, no homework because right. everybody's just been through Everybody all this. Everybody knows yes. it. Well, if you're not, well, actually, if you, we have many listeners who don't go to our mm-hmm. church. So you could... Catch yourself up by reading some of First and Second Samuel. Yeah, I you suppose. really put me on the spot, no. aren't you? Yeah. Well, anyways, but what you what I was going to say was what you could do are all your David sermons uh, up yeah, online. All the David sermons okay. are up online. So if you want to go to like the if you just search up Saint John Lutheran or Eric Waters YouTube or something, or just go to our website and see worship, you will mm-hmm. be able to find all the David sermons, yeah. and you could catch yourself right up. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that's where we will be going next week. Okay. And then next week... Oh, is that the last? That's the last Crossways for 2022. Yeah, so we're just taking a break for the holidays, and then you start up again in January? In January, we'll start up again. Yeah. Okay. All right, so so actually... Oh, so we'll get a little break on this. Oh, that's good for the yeah. holidays. Good. So we will come back next week with the final recap of this session, and then we will be off through the holidays. Sounds good. Okay.